0: All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucktons? More will be revealed. This is WTF. I am Mark Marin. Thank you for joining me. It's a big show today. We're doing a doubleheader. I don't think we've ever really done a doubleheader, not in my recollection. Has there been one? Well, early on, we did some shows with a couple of people on them, but but today, two uh, massive talents. Very different talents, uh, musical talents, uh, which is always a, an interesting area for me to get into. Uh, Todd Snyder, the singer-songwriter, uh, is on the show today. Now, this is interesting because this is one of those situations where I, d- I was not really familiar with Todd Snyder till a couple of you guys said, you got to get Todd Snyder on. And then I went and listened to this guy, and I was like, whoa, this guy's a, he's the real deal. A very specific type of uh, song craftsman, uh, almost a satirical troubadour, dude with a you know, slightly sardonic sense of humor and a, an acute poetic eye for the human, and like John Prine. Uh, and, I, uh, and I tracked him down when he was here, and uh, he came in here in the morning, always a, a, an interesting uh, and rare thing that uh, a musician or anybody comes over here at 10 in the morning, but Snyder uh, came over here at 10 in the morning. I was like, wow, man, you, uh, you're you a grown-up with this stuff. You're you're up and at it. So we uh, we coffeed up and did the thing. And then the second uh, part of this episode is uh, Aaron Freeman, uh, formerly of the band uh, Ween, another a guy that I... Look, obviously I knew who Ween was, but I, I didn't know uh everything by ween and I felt a little intimidated by that uh, and and that conversation turned out to be great because sometimes you know when I don't know a lot about somebody it's it's better because then I actually have to get to know them
1: pow
0: look out I just shit my pants just coffee.co-op available at wtfpod.com if you get the uh wTf blend I get a little back end deal on that okay so let me uh let me set the scene as i already did it's morning it's around 10 in the morning on a sunday and todd snyder shows up as a musician he is a musician i was surprised he brought a dude with him sat in here we had coffee and we had this conversation what what is the difference i mean when you play like a the style of harp that you do on the songs, so, you know, which is a, what? What would you call that? It's not a blues harp. It's kind of like a fun harp.
1: Yeah, they call it straight. You know, Just or you straight? can call it Neil Young. But Neil it's Young kind of, or if you If you're in A, you get an A harp and you start off blowing. Yeah, and that's to that's play it. white guy harp. Okay, and then black guy harp, you start off. Well, if you're in A, you get a D, D. harp and start off sucking. Oh yeah, so then, you
0: can, and then you got to figure out how to bend that thing. Yeah, and then once you, the moment you figure out how to bend a note, you're like, oh
1: shit, yeah, I'm man, done, yeah, right? That, and then you can play. It's that's right. It's true,
0: right? Yeah, that's a big moment too. Yeah, so it's like learning is. how to fucking juggle.
1: So you got it. You've you've done them. You.
0: Hey, look, man. I you know I I still have you know some part of my brain having never played in a band before in my mm-hmm. life still thinks at forty eight that that's going to be my next thing.
1: Nice. Why no, not? no,
0: because it's ridiculous, Todd. <laughs> well, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> See, I said, "What the world needs now is another folk bunch of 48 dudes." Like, uh, you know, oh, I don't yeah. even know if I would have been a folk singer. Sadly, I probably would have started a rock band at 48. Yeah, really
1: yeah, that. the world could use that. <laughs> another 48. But what's the problem with doing it at the bar down the street? There's nothing. That's what I like. I have a side band where I just play because I, I try to play lead. Yeah, and I got a band called the Bulldogs where I just play lead.
0: Wait, is lead terrible? Oh, really?
1: I'm terrible at it. <laughs>
0: so that's your little that's a that's a band where you're kind of like, don't tell too many people yeah I'm just trying to have fun and figure something out here yeah
1: and we play like Louie Louie and Tutti Fruity. do Woldy you really Woldy. yeah
0: so you do like classic old guy oldies yeah that's right not even cool oldies no, <laughs> no. <laughs> just like the three court oldies yeah
1: exactly well, we're called Elmo Buzz and the East Side Bulldogs oh we have boy a, we have a sax guy and everything
0: well the, uh, Todd Snyder's in the garage uh, you got some crew here their garage thank you what do these guys do Road Elvis manager and
1: Brian fucking leech off me and fucking put me down, especially yes. the Elvis one. Oh yeah, yeah. I come off the show. What's their jobs? Hey, what the fuck do you guys? Do? <laughs> I do it. Fuck. Every day. You do everything. That's what he said. Well
0: you know what the important thing is they're laughing and that's gotta be right up there on the top of the resume. They yeah. will laugh at you. Laugh when... at I
1: think that's about the the height of it. Roll <laughs> joints and laugh at my jokes. That's
0: very important. Yeah. You gotta have those guys. You have a guy you, to you've, do that. you've earned those I guys. Have earned it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the business for a while and you got guys to roll joints and laugh at you, you've made it. Yeah, that's right. Then it's just a matter of how many of those guys you have. How big is that yeah, thing yeah. gonna be? We're and looking
1: then, to add a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're really smoking a lot of weed <laughs> these days <laughs> they can't do it fast enough
0: <laughs> you need a few guys but then you got to wonder like hey wait i'm not smoking as much as my weed as i thought i was why are there nine guys and i'm out of weed yeah I'm running out of weed. yeah then there's quick. a problem yeah. so where you guys just played last night i think that's uh we did
1: man we played the l-ray last night
0: well that's i wish i would have come but i was stuck on a film set doing a very small part in a silly movie
1: oh yeah I just yeah. wanted to try that, man.
0: I think your time is coming.
1: Thought, why am I not acting? Why, have you tried? Yeah, I didn't do
0: very good. What do you mean, the audition? I
1: didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs>
0: that's always a problem. When you don't have a guitar or a mic? Yeah. It's like, yeah, here we go. What they do you wanted audition? me
1: to play a 40 year old folk singer stoner, and I couldn't even nail huh, that. That's a stretch, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe that's not going to be my for, thing. <laughs> for a movie? Yeah.
0: First of all, I I got to say thank you for doing it. Oh yeah, it. man. Because I was uh, I got up, you know, I got in late and I was tired. And yeah, I'm little, just not a few years older than you. And I thought I had that moment. Where I'm like, there's no fucking way these rock guys. Oh, we were these out to guys. Two
1: thirty or something too. Yeah. But two
0: thirty's not all night. No, we you didn't. seem to talk a lot about weed, not the other the white powders yeah. or any of the, the dangerous shit.
1: I've done some of it, but it's not my thing. Well, you're lucky. Yeah, I never I never acquired a. Uh, the I, desire that's never something that me if, if i ever did anytime i ever did blow i didn't sure didn't want to do it yesterday yeah and yeah as soon as i smoke weed i want to smoke more
0: yeah i uh i used to smoke a lot of weed myself but i could
1: uh, i could see myself trying to stop one of these days but,
0: but I'm 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 happy you came how'd the show go last it was night great
1: we had a good time yeah a bunch of famous people came steven tyler was there and wow i didn't get to meet anybody but what do you mean I just, they didn't come backstage no, no, no. Who else was there? Uh, Johnny Depp was there.
0: Depp and, made the trip from France to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be a huge fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't meet him either? And uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie this, I, I Portman. The only, only one I met was Johnny Depp. So, again, these guys, their job is sort of... They might have made that up. I got to visit with Johnny Depp, who I think was an interesting guy.
0: Oh, you did hang out with him? Just for a little bit. Yeah. Could you figure out what his accent was? Yeah, he's got one of those weird accents where it's like, did you make that one up? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot
1: of friends that do that. You do? Yeah. And my friends, I'm from Oregon, and my friends think I'm putting on a Southern thing, which I don't think I am, you know, but, but maybe, you know, a little, I, I copied Jerry Jeff Walker. So. That's wow. interesting. Out of all the people in the world,
0: uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, he had a big influence on you. Oh, yeah, he's my man. Isn't that interesting?
1: I, like, I just, when I was like 19, I decided I'm going to be Jerry Jeff Walker.
0: But I, like, I remember I grew up in New Mexico, so Jerry Jeff was, you know, he, he, up against the wall, redneck mothers, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's a couple other hits, but I don't know. I think I might have even seen him when I was in high school. Yeah. But I didn't. Mean, I don't register him as one of my dudes, and I've actually never heard anybody register him as like oh, that. That guy changed my life. Yeah, Jeff Walker. He changed mine. How does
1: that happen? One night, you know, he wrote Bo Jangles is his main thing. He wrote. I was uh Bo Jangles is the man. He wrote name. yeah. Oh yeah, Mr. Bo Jangles. I was nineteen, and I had moved from Oregon to Santa Rosa, and then to Texas. And I, at the time, I was um. You know, my my family didn't we didn't have money and I couldn't go to college, so I was a bit like what you'd be like a freeloader with yeah. with whatever group I'd fall in, whether I'd be a busboy at the restaurant and live on someone's sofa. Then I've been doing that for two or three years. And How uh, old were you? 19, Eighteen. Okay. So and I and it was started maybe when I was sixteen or seventeen. Right. I think I left home when I was a junior in high school. So I was did, a freeloader. Of, did you split like angrily? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I'm done with you, Dad. Yeah. Fuck it. They they were Republican jockey. I came. I come from Republican jock scoreboard. Wait, USA you chan- got, Do
0: you have jock siblings?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I don't. I still don't hang out with any of them. They are all. They like George Bush and they. They, uh i don't I don't get it I never did get it <laughs> what okay, what was the old man's business he was a bit of a grifter and then he w- which which made it weird'cause he was he was he was in he did construction stuff and uh an interesting cat though yeah good cat do man. you yeah, you talk to him now no he's passed away oh, passed sorry. away a long time ago fifteen oh. years he did he only made fifty four but you made While some I'll peace die. you made some peace yeah yeah after after you yeah, ran away yeah, yeah he uh he always thought the band thing was ridiculous, and oh, then yeah. I, I got a record deal uh, the very year he got sick, and he came to a show, and he was, uh, he said something like, "Well, I get it, that's work. You're working," <laughs> and I thought, "Yeah, what the fuck do you think I've been doing?" He just thought you're trying to get laid and putting off getting a job. Right,
0: but it's interesting because I had that thing with my dad too, where they think it's some sort of phase or it's yeah. some sort of bullshit, but. You know, when you're a musician or even like doing what what I do at stand up or or doing this podcast, I work my ass off. And and you realize that. And then all of a sudden, you got to be grateful to your old man because my old man was a workaholic. Yeah. And that's right. you know, if I, there's very little things they instilled in me, but it seems like a work ethic was one of them. Yeah. Just because he was never home. I'm like, well, that's what I want to be. Yeah. The dad that's never home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I got no kids. Yeah. I didn't do it either. I didn't have kids. No. Me and my wife didn't want to. How long have you been married? Uh, About 12 years. That's good. Yeah. And you're not going to do it? No.
0: All right. Well, let's get back to 19. So here you are. You were in Santa Rosa?
1: Uh, No. By this time, I was in a town called San Marcos, Texas, and I was living on this. Um, I wanted to. I was working. I, I decided that I could maybe be a lyricist in a band. That was my vision.
0: A lyricist.
1: Yeah. Or, or you know, maybe the singer, or the or the or the guy who made up the words, because I knew the dad had a guy like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Hunter. Yeah. 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 You're like you, you just picture the guy that just
1: drove in the bus with. Yeah. Band. It's like I think I got one. Strawberry
2: roses.
1: He could knock this out. That looked like a cool way to live. Yeah, I'm taking a break and then i saw i went to uh, m- a my buddy of mine played me some jerry jeff and i thought it sounded cool uh and and then i went to this place called green hall and he played by himself with just a guitar and i saw it and i thought that's it i'm gonna do that and i went the very next day and i got uh i got a guitar and just started following him around what kind of guitar uh, it was a Takamine. that was your first bucks. guitar yeah they're not bad that wasn't oh, bad yeah that's good working man's yeah Rig. I-, I played it for years and uh, and then i just started doing that singing by myself and i think it was cuz he was singing about being a freeloader and he was putting the spin on it that it was a free spirit that was the first time i'd ever seen anybody work that grift i'm not i'm not uh crazy i'm eccentric or i'm not broke i'm free all that kind of
0: right right so there's a there's a pride to it there's a choice yeah. i'm making yeah and there was no like uh a lot of the more you know some singer song artists especially country ones when you have that disposition there's always a woman throwing yeah. you out or you yeah. lose one you're, yeah. you're on your way to another one and yeah. there's problems
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i identify i thought well I, this helps me put a spin on my own life i just thought i'm a guitar away from you
0: know from that from
1: that so from just, me and
0: jerry jeff walker yeah. playing alone yeah towards the end of his career he still he plays still. he was my age then right he was about 45 but the arc had happened yeah. right yeah and he was just touring by yeah. himself yeah because it, it's weird i've noticed that you know once a dude that had a band starts touring alone you're trimming things up that a means
1: they're starting to try to save some dough <laughs> yeah <laughs> i started doing that at like 30 yeah <laughs>
0: Well so you were following him around
1: does that mean you were like the kid who was like Jerry Jeff Walker would be like what are you doing here kid he he doesn't remember but I I went I was always in the front row he's he's he he tells me that uh, well, then I met him. I opened for him in Memphis before I even made a record. And he recognized me from the front row of his last two or three Memphis shows. Yeah. And he was like, I, I know you. And I'm like, I'm right sitting right in front of you every time you fucking show up. <laughs> and then, uh, And then we've become friends. We've even had fights, man. Really? Yeah, I love the guy, man.
0: So you've had a relationship with this guy for over 20 years. Yeah,
1: he's my like a dad to me. We just went to Santa Fe together uh, not long ago, and it was fucking cool. We, we closed this bar down, and when we, we started walking back to the hotel, nobody's on the street, nobody. And uh, like around the corner, you can hear a banjo. Uh, going ding digga, ding digga, ding ing ding 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 And I said, Man, is somebody playing bojangles And we walked around the corner and some old street dude for no one is singing bojangles Got a hat out. No one's on the street. Coincidentally? Coincidentally. Come on. No, I can't I couldn't believe it. And we were like, we gotta go over there. So we walk over there and I'm I'm thinking, I gotta tell this guy that this and, yeah, right. and then I thought, no, I wanna sit here and see if Jerry Jeff says who he is. Yeah. And he didn't. I think he cried even a little bit. He's seventy something and I could just tell he was moved as shit that this was happening. Oh,
0: it's so lucky that oh. neither one of you said anything because because yes. it was a fifty-fifty chance that the dude would be like Jerry Jeff, who?
1: Yeah, like didn't even. Yeah, <laughs> that would have ruined. <laughs> that would have fucked it all up. <laughs> and so we sat there and we listened to him and when it got over Jerry Jeff went that wow, was great son that was great and put a few bucks in his thing and we walked on back to the hotel
0: that's amazing that there are dudes that write that one like that that one tune like yeah.
1: I didn't know he wrote that song yeah. but I
0: know that fucking song sure and Up Against it. the Wall was such an anthem you yeah. know, when I was in junior high yeah. you know and it was not necessarily in my mind those weren't the best kids who were you right. know, right. You know yeah. But
1: uh, they might kick your ass I, see yeah. I grew up in Oregon so I didn't I, I didn't know anything about outlaw shit till about 83 or 84 you know? what uh what
0: part of oregon beaverton i'm not sure where thats
1: that'd be like a suburb of portland
0: so you grew up there till yeah. you were like 18
1: 16 when i was 16 my family moved to houston and then uh my dad had to go back to oregon uh for for something and he i rode with him and when i got out of the car i was like you fucked up and <sighs> And I'm like, not getting back in the car. And I went over to my buddy Mike Sadie's Wait, house, and sounds- I told his mom, I'm living here now.
0: What, you could have to, if you want. What, yeah. what do you mean? How does a dad fuck up that bad on a car ride? I understand that it's very easy.
1: Yeah, no, I had, I had the plan the whole time. I just thought you shouldn't have drove me all the way out of here, because you could have kept me in Houston. But now I'm back in Beaverton. I was about to be a junior. Uh-huh. And he was like, come on, we got to leave. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to live with my friends. Yeah. You never could find me again. Oh, really? For, For how many years? A couple weeks, well, never went home. That was it. That was it. How'd your friend's
0: family feel about putting you up?
1: Uh, they, they, uh, would you believe my grades went up when I left home? And I just started bouncing around. I had about three friends whose parents would let me crash. And I'd, you know, they, one in particular. But then they'd, uh, some other people would take me on the weekends to give them a break.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny how that works when, uh, when you're actually probably fucking up in school just to piss your parents off yeah you know, you know you're know you smart but yeah. you don't want to give it to them
1: yeah that's sort of what i think too i was like <laughs> I, I, yeah that's right I'm, I'm smart
0: but you guys don't deserve it you deserve to be aggravated yeah and disappointed my pastors. family
1: they were fucking well they didn't they might you know like i'd get shitty grades and they didn't give it they didn't care
0: so how'd you end up in the music business
1: so uh so from Beaverton, I was going to try to go to junior college and went to Santa Rosa. kind of did the same thing where I got there and didn't end up going to the junior college, but just hung around that, around Santa the junior Rosa, college. I can't
0: remember that's why like, there's nothing there. I'm thinking Santa Jose. Where's Santa, oh, Santa Rosa? Santa Rosa.
1: It's like right next to San Francisco. Right, 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 right. Just but, up above it, I but, believe, yeah.
0: Right, right. There's not much there.
1: No. Malls, right? Yeah, malls. Yeah, strip not, malls. And
0: But San Francisco is cool. Yeah,
1: I went there once. We went down there. And I was only there in Santa Rosa for about six months. Then I moved to Austin. Got a job as a bus boy. Austin's good. Yeah. And then when you get there, it, you know, in Oregon... So you were chasing music come. by then? No, not yet.
0: You just went to Austin? Austin. Well, like.
1: I thought I could be a lyricist, I should say. Right, I, right. But that was really a pipe dream. And in Oregon, people think that's Mars. Then you get to Texas, and lots of people are in bands and singing In Mars. Austin, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like this crazy thing. Yeah. One of the things about seeing Jerry Jeff was... There was five hundred people there. It wasn't an arena. I was like, there's a bar. Right. He's having a blast. And you know, this and, doesn't seem impossible. And
0: that must have on some level been like, This is enough people. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. I remember one
1: time I was playing I went to see this band play I was about eighteen and there was like two people waiting to see him and uh they were leaning against a van smoking a cigarette and I remember being nineteen going, That would be such a great life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be alone on stage yeah. on a night that was promoted. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't know why that looked romantic it still looks romantic to me
0: i've talked about the smoking a cigarette like when even when you work at a restaurant i mean some of the best moments i had were after a a, like a breakfast shift and you're just covered in grease and you're out back just smoking talk to the other grill guy yeah that's a good time
1: that's a good time some of the best cigarettes that's right some (laughs) of the best cigarettes yes do you smoke them? Not anymore. I had to quit. I had to give up between pot and cigarettes when I went on the road. And that's I when you keep doing it,
0: right? That's when the pot uh, uptake goes high. Yeah, I've done that one where I'm like, I'm not going to smoke cigarettes anymore, and then it's like, how much am I spending on weed? Yeah, that's what I do.
1: Yeah. Still, <laughs> and, and what day is it? Yeah. Oh man, did I play? I feel like I've been on the road for a 1000 I've been just traveling, and just smoking <laughs> been playing yeah. my show. Yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> oh sorry mom.
0: Yeah uh, so she's still around?
1: Yeah. She lives in Port Orford, Oregon. And she's into you? No. <laughs> Drives her nuts. It's an embarrassment. Really? It drives you crazy. Your whole thing. I've, how many times have I mentioned weed in this moment already? Oh, sure, just the
0: weed thing, but oh, the, the what about Democrat, the musician thing?
1: Oh, Democrat thing. Democrat thing is bad. Uh, now, wait, do
0: they got money? Why are they Republicans no, without money? they don't money? have money. That, see, I'll never there get you that. Go. There, I, I, there, I, go. I don't understand then that welcome one.
1: Welcome to Thanksgiving at my house. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I hate it out there. I don't go to the suburbs. I've managed to not... I don't go to the suburbs. Haven't been since I ran away. Not that's even when where, you... That's uh, where people get beat up, if you ask me. Yep. Not
0: even when you tour, you
1: don't end uh-huh. up at, always play on hippie street, you know, or we, right. we call it something to do street. Um You know, you've traveled. You know, yeah, every town's got that little street. With yeah, the, and they with all the,
0: compare it to bigger cities. Like, yeah. Oh,
1: you're from New York? We have this. Yeah. T- this have this block here.
0: <laughs> this is like a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just like a book a bookstore and <laughs> a <laughs> coffee shop and a guy talking to himself. Yeah. Like, hey, still at home? And, and I'm like, no, it's <laughs> nothing like me.
1: <New laughs> <God>. Isn't <laughs> that the truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like
0: a big city, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah. I, I don't know.
1: It's, all the weirdos are down there. Yeah, yeah, three of them. Yeah, and then we know the them. one kid with blue hair. Yeah. just standing there, just looking like he's going to get his ass kicked. They don't know real weirdos. <laughs> that's what I saw. That, yeah, that is true. Every so that's usually the street that we play. We always play on Liberal Street, and so I never have to. You know, there's been a couple. So one remember, some guy waited in line to punch me one time.
0: Oh, really? Over you which know? song? He never said.
1: <laughs> he just <laughs> did what he wanted to do. And, yeah. Did he punch, and, punch but, you? Yeah. <laughs> waited in line. <laughs> With the other it. fans, yeah. So you're signing shit. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank hi, how you, you doing? Oh, great. Thanks. Boom. Thank you. Hi. hi. Oh, really? Okay.
0: Oh, wow. And how did he
1: just do it, or did he tell just you he was going to do just it? Just
0: did it and walked away. That's got to be a Jesus thing.
1: I loved it. I thought, and the band thought it was funny as hell.
0: Do you do a Jesus song?
1: Uh, it Yeah, i think I, it was probably some kind of Jesus. Do you take him down a notch? Uh, not too bad. maybe a little. yeah, maybe a little. and Christians and uh, and, and some Republicans take shots at my shit
0: yeah well, yeah. that's good that's good right, press. Why not? It seems like you have a certain a following of fairly you know enlightened young people, but you also sing fun songs, yeah, so I'm assuming that some of those people may just separate you from your politics and just enjoy what you yeah, do. yeah I
1: think so I have a song from when I, like two thousand two or something like that that's beer run b double double run beer run and that's pretty much as deep as it gets yeah, yeah. that's that's <laughs> so that, that's, the, that's an I anthem think, for the guys yeah. you hate, yeah it is. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought it was a simple little song about beer. And then all of a sudden, I got some frat guys will come and they... And they and then they get a little pissed off sometimes. But really? I just have but to let them, you know? That's
0: got to be the greatest moment in I'll the let, world. Yeah, I they don't are, have to preach to the choir. That moment where frat guys just realize they're surrounded by different thinking people. Yeah. They, like when they're the minority, <laughs> yeah. and they just picked up on that one tune, and they're yeah. just surrounded by your people. Yeah, I like And everyone's that loving it, and they're just like, what's happening? Is
1: he, thought, <laughs> is he saying what we
0: think he is? You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: We do get that.
0: <laughs> I saw that once when I went to... I was at a South by Southwest. I went to see the Hold Steady in some little tent. Yeah. And, I, you know, they they talk about some pretty heavy shit, but not... It's pretty coded, but they're clearly not, you know... But I just saw frat dudes. Yeah. And I never understood how musicians really can can balance that, but I think it must be the... Yeah. the like, you know that there are going to be people
1: that you don't like. Yeah. I, I tried to get used to it. I even had a shrink talk about it one time, but that was years ago. Like, what, what am I going to do with these guys? They they used to fucking beat the shit out of me and now i you know now I, they're like yeah they're shaking their fists and yeah looks like they're gonna they're gonna beat me up if they don't
0: uh what you know what say. i kind of
1: weeded them out a
0: little bit what the shrink say
1: uh what did,
0: i fucking never listen he, he probably said well you well, how does this make you feel yeah i think i just explained like that, that. okay
1: i think we're out of time yeah I, <laughs> I i don't know what made me try that try to right, talk thing? about desperate right
0: well, I think that like, uh, well, yeah, there's a, I think usually people go to shrinks when they, uh, you know, they're doing exactly what they want to do, but they still feel like shit.
1: Yeah. Catholic.
0: Oh, you brought up Catholic? Yeah, I think
1: I might have had to get out of that.
0: Were you wired hard for that shit? Yeah, altar boy.
1: I didn't get molested by a preacher. Oh, so you didn't so really I live didn't, the life. Didn't really live the thing. <laughs> yeah, the, I feel a little gypped. Yeah, you don't, you don't got that song. I thought I was a cute young kid, too. I'm a little, <laughs> I was a handsome young yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah. I still pissed at Father Ryan. So the, him.
0: unfortunately there's no uh no Todd Snyder
1: song. No Todd Snyder songs like, hey Padre, lay off hey,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hands off, Padre. <laughs> nope. No. I missed I got screwed out of my uh romantic interlude with how many
0: sibs you got? Two. So they they all ended up on the Republican side? Oh yeah. Are yeah. they older or younger? Older. Oh really? So they're they're older people. Yeah, now. and they have
1: kids. So they're entrenched. They have, yeah. Uh, they live in the suburbs and they I don't really, you know. I never really talk to them. You know, maybe if I do a show, they'll come around sometimes. But it's odd, though. Does that hurt your feelings? Well, yeah. yeah, it's weird because yeah. you think
0: after a certain age, can not we put this shit
2: aside? Yeah, let me see. I think to
1: sometimes you. too, I look back on when I first started making up songs, and I think if I had a delusional idea, I think I thought if I made albums that said this is dumb, yeah, my family would go. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. And the magazine said you were right, too. <laughs> so we're clearly yeah. wrong. I'm like, Mom, Rolling Stone <laughs> agrees with me. And they, they didn't, didn't, didn't sway him at all. They're like, Rolling Stone, that hippie magazine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. that's So I had to give that dream. That was probably... The the idea when I look back, why did I do it? I think that was probably the idea, but I had to give up on that before I was even thirty.
0: Well, the Catholic thing. I mean, were you did you believe in hell when you were a kid, and they had that fear put oh, in you? Yeah,
1: yeah. I still, I still. I don't think you get to get to lose it.
0: No, really? I, so are there still something? Yeah. No, no. I'm a Jew. We yeah, don't. We that's don't, a we, good one. My yeah. wife's Jewish. Yeah. She didn't have
1: any fear yeah, of going to. We hell. were
0: never promised heaven, so we're just <laughs> sort of like, this is it. We better just do what we can. I don't even know what. Uh, honestly, I'm what,
1: agnostic now. Evangelically agnostic. I can't go with the whole atheist route. Why? I don't know what's going to happen when I die. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I always think. There's an ant, there's a, the, why are we here? Yeah. Where are we going? Right. What are we supposed to do? I yeah. don't know. It's the answer. That's the answer <laughs> to the question. If there's a correct answer, I don't know.
0: Well, I think the saddest thing might be that we've been planted with that question. We're the yeah. only
1: animals that are sort of like, How oh, come? What, how what, come what that should, happened to Why me? should
0: I eat today? You know, and, and now we got that thing just sitting in our heads, and it would be sort of sad if it was just sort of, well, and most likely it's probably just nothing.
1: What if it <laughs> was just an ape ate, what, what is it, Peyote. Yeah, an ape ate piyote. Yeah, and went, oh shit!
0: Oh, you mean like that's how we evolved this? Yeah. Like
1: I know how to make something. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm gonna die.
1: Shit! What? Yeah, <laughs> what happens to those things? That that must have been weird. In the, yeah, in the dawn of time of stoner fabled them. That would be. To, I always thought, what would that be like? Those first groups, like that guy's not moving anymore. <laughs> what does that mean? What's that mean? We, well, I used to just eat him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we can't do that. I'm Let's gonna bury die. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the first psilocybin trip. I That's don't a- have pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody write a book. Yeah. So, all right. So, when did you start doing the thing?
1: Uh, singing. Yeah. Right away. My, in Austin. Yeah. I got a guitar. The Takamine. Uh huh.
0: But and, that was oh, so. You saw Jerry Jeff. That was in Texas.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Right. And right. Started right. following him around because he plays just three chord songs, and so that that was a big. I was also thought I could do. that. I could play like that. Mm-hmm. I could. That doesn't look like like Jimi Hendrix. And so I followed him around, learned some basic chords, and started making up songs. And I was a busboy at this place called Peppers, and there was a band playing. And uh, somebody talked me into getting up and playing one of my songs. And I got up and sang, and then I got it went good. And the and the owner of the restaurant liked it that I did that, and he kept encouraging me to do it. And pretty about two, it only took like three months, and I only had two chord songs. But like three months after, I bought a guitar. I wasn't being the busboy anymore, and I sang at this bar on Fridays and Saturdays. At Peppers. Peppers, yeah. And just made up my own songs. Man. All of them? You didn't play any covers? I couldn't. Didn't know how. And all and they were all, a lot of them I was making up on the spot. Just riffing? Just doing, just giving now it. Now, were there
0: show. people coming, or was it- Yeah, there... right, right off the bat, it worked. Really? Uh-huh. People were like, this guy's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I think that might have been it. I and, talked a lot. I didn't have a lot of songs, so I talked to cover time. and that's All I you're... could think of was, I'm drinking free- I'm making as much as I was making as a busboy. I'm doing my poems that I like.
0: Yeah, oh, so you're writing poetry too?
1: I always did that when that was like when I was saying I wanted to be a lyricist in a band. I thought that I made up poems, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you do kind of. Yeah. So there was an element of uh, it's almost stand-up in a way, storytelling a little bit. bit. And would that just happen naturally? You didn't listen to like uh, you know uh, Tom Waits as Nighthawks at the Diner or anything? Not till
1: I was. uh, By by the time I heard that, I was a working guy, had a record, but there was Arlo and uh, oh, that's
0: right now it's his restaurant. Ramblin' Ramblin' Jack Elliott, where somebody could study and you listen to him
1: yeah and i knew that jerry jeff looked up to him john prine was the, well, the prine
0: was like the guy right yeah. I and mean, he's uh and he it seems to me that if i listen to where you're coming from uh, that that sort of weird line of of humor heart and uh and and you know saying something uh you know prine's that guy
1: yeah he's i think he's probably I, he's probably my favorite one with the words <laughs> i love jerry jeff but he doesn't even make up all his own songs john john was another one that i just memorized all his stuff there's four chris kristofferson billy joe shaver john prine and jerry jeff walker are those guys i can beat them in trivia contests about themselves <laughs> and i could also play in their bands tonight if, yeah if they needed a guitar player i could do it
0: and uh like with prine i mean i've, I've done him. a
1: lot of touring with him really and and uh, you know he had this he, he he took me under his wing for a big chunk of my life where I was still that? see him um, It was in my 30s. I made like three records for him. And he would come and help me and then take me on the road. And I actually had a big, he he helped me a lot. I had made three records already. And we started being managed. He took me on tour. And then we started being managed by the same person. And then I went to make a record. And I gave him, a, I made a tape of these 13 songs that I had made up. And I said, John, will you check this out? And he called me back and said, I listened to your tape. And I said, what do you think of the songs? He said, I like one of them. <laughs> and and thus began this really hard process (laughs) but it was good for me what'd you do with those other 12 threw them out did you never look back
0: was that like was that uh so you'd already done two records
1: yeah three and i had just been fired from mca why were you fired told everyone to fuck off oh that's a good moment good for you man yeah i just was not having it you're
0: living the life (laughs) yeah Yeah, i played
1: two songs and and said go fuck yourself because
0: there were too much industry in the room
1: yeah, and they were bugging me, and I was just tired of it. What were they bugging you with? Hey, you
0: got to sound the same all the time. Yeah. yeah why, how come this one yeah. isn't as funny as the other one?
1: Yeah, and they're all in the dressing room before the show. They're face And, and uh, I just didn't think it was. I used to really not like L.A., and I like it a lot now. But at that time, it just felt really phony to me, and all the chicks seemed like they had fake tits and fake lips at the well, time the lip thing was just starting and, yeah it still happens
0: it, but now you come out like you come out around here and silver like you're like oh they're, they're not Yeah, they're, they're doing better things with their lips they yeah. like you can't uh, that's the weird thing is that like yeah that thing started but then they seem to have mastered the technology Yeah, and now you're like did she do something with her lips uh-huh. oh I don't fucking care I can't <laughs> yeah isn't that weird <laughs> yeah that's but, a, but it's a weird thing when somebody like who has a sensibility that you do because I, I had that as well when you're out there in the world doing your shit and L.A. represents this weird mixture of opportunity and the enemy. Yeah, that's like, what I felt like, too. It, it's weird, though, because it, it, as a responsible artist, at some point you're sort of like, well, I'd, I'd like to make money at this. Yeah. But but that's always, you know, the, that that's secondary to like, fuck them, and they don't fucking understand yeah. what I'm doing.
1: You know, I've come, that was, I think I was like 29. I'm 45 now, and I, I swear, I hear people say all the time, that the music business is full of these awful people and i really don't think it is you know i think that that's a like what you were just saying i think that was fear or something
0: right but well there you got to find the right people i yeah. mean there are shitty people in yeah. show business yeah. that'll sell you out yeah i mean that's really what it comes down to it's like we love what you do we got this money but could you do this and you're like i don't know if i could wear that yeah that's, that's silly yeah That's yeah, like uh, that old uh, bill hicks joke what is it like you know yeah do whatever you want just put this dress on all yeah. right there
1: you go go yeah I only had that for one really brief period of my life. It was that record, that record, and I just was sick of it. I made one record in my life where... Which uh, one? It was called Viva Satellite, and man, did it suck, and nobody liked it. it. It sounds like a Tom Petty outtakes
0: so was that what they were trying to do did, yeah. did you choose the band was it your guys
1: yeah I was my guys but then i was pro- in charge i i was i don't know I, I, actually i think i was just being i don't know what i don't know what the hell we were well, thinking, must but, have been the production yeah and everybody was really liking the idea that we were a rock band it was just got out of hand i could i can't believe now when i listen to it that i couldn't hear how what a, I. it just sounds like somebody's trying to be tom Petty really yeah it's not it, a terrible record there's in fact there's weird people that come up especially in texas that are like when are you gonna start doing shit like that again and i'm like well fuck i took a beating for that it was really i thought just a bland ass record and so you really have to deal with that
0: that same struggle that like dylan had to deal with is that you know you got folkies or you got singer songwriter fans who were like oh no he rocked out he, he overproduced he, oh yeah. yeah
1: people that like me are generally mad at me wouldn't you agree my crowd is mad at me
0: for one thing or the other always
1: yeah (laughs) fucking always I can't go out after it's an argument every time (laughs) like about what anything really everything I can't stay out of a fucking argument
0: but are they like why didn't you do this yeah when are you gonna do that really yeah when when you're gonna do this again how come you don't try that that's the problem with lefties man in general i mean whether like there's something about like i did lefty talk radio for a year and a half you're never gonna fucking please us
1: yeah that's i don't even try
0: you know they're gonna be like well that song is interesting but i think you could have taken more of a risk
1: yeah like fuck you what do you want me to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're just uh, why do i have to provide this place for you to act intellectual because
0: you're a singer songwriter
1: you're a voice of a generation come on I'm a drunk, yeah. first and foremost. We're <laughs> talking about weed. things to be done. Nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> Not going to do it. Our motto is, who let you in? <laughs> <laughs> is that
0: on the tour bus?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the who let you in tour?
1: <laughs> yeah. Who let them in? So you, when did you move to uh, Nashville? Um, that would have been right after that record I was just talking about. The shitty record. Yeah. I went and ended up in rehab. I, I had to For go what? twice that year. Booze? morphine and booze morphine Great combo man
0: how, how were you get how were you getting morphine did you have the the chronic back pain did you have a good doc i just it? met this guy that was oh, yeah. a druggy guy, the guy that could get everything hey get on the bus yeah he was running
1: a studio uh, uh, i forget where in memphis God. now what do you now,
0: let's a uh, let's uh, uh, i want to try to understand something because i don't know that i've ever understood it yeah and i've been i've been around those guys yeah. i mean i hung out with kennison i you know i knew a lot of dudes i did yeah. my own share of drugs but there are these dudes. That are literally like I can get you whatever you need, yeah. and they might as well just say, Do "You want to die? Because I can help you with yeah. that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you know we're happy they're there, yeah. And they know that we should stop, yeah. And they're doing it, and they're oh, that's I guess that's the catch yeah. is that, and they're 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 close to a dude that they look up yeah. to and everything. I actually had a drug dealer in L.A. when I was twenty-one, and I was living out here. who Said you got to leave. Wow. And I'm like, when the drug dealer tells you to go, you've stayed too yeah, long. Yeah, well, that's just about the nicest thing as they can say. Yeah. I'm not going to give you anymore. Yeah. Uh. I yeah. just don't understand why those guys are there. Why do you think they're there? Because they're hurting us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't but know. I, they don't see that they're hurting themselves, so they think they're just having a party.
1: Yeah, I think they think they're helping. Yeah. Most yeah. venues have them. Yeah, still. Most, like, play the L. Ray, wasn't there a guy last night if we'd have wanted it? Yeah. he's
0: being diplomatic yeah there might have been a guy i don't know I don't
1: wanna... <laughs> nobody's gotta know nothing hey a lot of things were said last night a lot of things were said <laughs> everybody was saying stuff
0: who knows what's real and what isn't you know <laughs> but you oh, so you went into rehab and you got off the morphine
1: yeah i met my wife
0: in rehab yeah really yeah well, that's yeah. that's a deep meeting there.
1: Yeah, and you know, you're not supposed to say who was in the rehabs with you, but you know who was in rehab with me? And that fucking woman that shot Phil Hartman was in my little holder hand group. Oh, really? She wouldn't see. She kept saying... I have my boyfriend's. Fam- my husband's famous. My husband, and nobody gave a shit. Everybody's off trying to get off. T- Everyone's like, "I'm shaking and sweating. I don't give a fuck about your husband." She, I, I, don't know why, but I had this weird feeling. I was, and then I'd been out of rehab for like two months. I was on the road, sitting in my hotel, and the television said Phil Hartman died. And I swear to God, I thought that fucking that's gonna be that chick. Yeah. And then her picture came on. And yeah. On the thing, I went, "That's that chick." And I think she had told everybody that her. Her husband, they, she kept saying his initials, so I think I had that, too. It's like, Phil Hartman. I went, Phil Hartman, P-H. Oh, shit, that chick from rehab shot yeah. him. And it was her. Where was this rehab? Sierra Tucson. Oh, yeah, yeah, In yeah. Arizona. Yep. Yeah. And then I met my wife there, and we moved to... She was living in Manhattan, and I was living... By that time, I was living in a town called Fairview on a little farm. In, in Texas? Life, uh, in, right in outside of Nashville. So you'd now. already moved there? Yeah, I'd moved from Memphis
0: I don't understand. Why don't you explain to me the whole, uh, like, I was in Nashville recently, yeah. and I've known guys that have gone there, but, it, like, it's literally, I've had cab drivers give me tapes. Yeah. I, I mean, full. what what is the, how does that work? How do you enter that world? Because I know what LA is. LA yeah. is like, I got a band, look, we got a sound, boom. Yeah. But, like, Nashville seems to be this other thing. It almost seems like anybody's got a shot there. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a miss?
1: There's a lot of things you can do besides be a have a famous band you can write this that's there's writing you know uh right. it's interesting i didn't go till i already had made some records and so i had some ins and my manager was there um but i live in east nashville which is where you move when you first come and right so i and my hangout at my bar most of the kids i drink beer with just got there yeah right? and they've got their tape and they're they're trying
0: but they're like looking to write they'll they'll write a song for a popular artist or yeah. they'll try to do their own thing yeah. but most of the people are trying to land songs with country right. acts, right?
1: Yeah, you know what I think the thing to do now is to to try your ass off to write a Toby Keith song but never admit that. Right. And and you at the bar you're like that's bullshit and when I do it it's gonna That's a common thing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Country music sucks. It needs to change. Now I've got a cut and it's just the same as it's always been, but my new attitude is it's changing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Nine it's, parts. Real now.
0: Well, it's, it's weird that, like, it seems like the big change that, that people claim ruined country music was more, you know, production and uh, sure. and, and chord structure. Yeah. That yeah. they were just sort of like, well, hell, we can do Billy Joel. Yeah. yeah that's that.
1: right. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it's right? always like it's rock from 10 years ago. Watch, here comes Nirvana, I think. Nirvana is yeah. going to be the next big thing in, in, in country. The broken down verse with the screaming chorus. Yeah. It's yeah, got to yeah. be coming.
0: Now, am I wrong in, in thinking that this new record, the uh, agnostic. Stoner yeah. Fables. That that is a little more of a, a band sound, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I brought the band on the road this year. Yeah. yeah. I was I was always, I told the band when 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 we started, uh I wanted to copy the records with Desire by Dylan, some math a lot of uh Neil Young, Ragged Glory, Tonight's The Night, oh, yeah. Lou Reed, New York, all them sloppy records. I was right. like, Let's get drunk and make a sloppy record yeah. and not be on the radio right? And not. Yeah, not yeah, be you can definitely that. hear that. And and I told myself I like, I want to sound like some gypsies and I want to sound like black people and and <laughs> gypsy it up. people yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. no why yeah. don't try not to sound white and I didn't want anybody sober not not that I think it makes it better but I I just think sometimes it's you, you mean know, you in the band this, yeah like you we have this thing that we do two hundred nights a year and it always yeah. starts at nine o'clock at night and you've always had two glasses of wine before you do it. And then the idea that now that we're going to go do it for posterity, I'll meet you there at eight in the morning, and we'll have coffee. Like why? Why are you doing that? Yeah, I like the idea of starting the session right around gig time.
0: Yeah, you know, you scheduled it that way. Yeah, with your idea for the sound's sake. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want people going through the whole wave of a day. Yeah, I didn't want any of and that. And have all these weird takes, like yeah. the just waking up take, the jammed on coffee take, and yeah, then the, the take where they're tired of doing takes. Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's right. We avoided all that. We only have one, the sloppy, drunk one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to do a song or two? Yeah, sure. Off the new record? Um,
1: Which uh, Maybe I'll do hmm. the, the first one and the last one. That's, the record starts with a song called In the Beginning. Okay. It goes like this. In the beginning, man wondered to himself, why, oh, why are we here? And yet, with each asking of this question, the answer would become even less clear. Overwhelmed by fear, distraction took its place. And so it was in the world's first shelter that we began, the human race, the human race to fill up more and more empty space. Oh, how we love, the human race. Until one day this one guy said to this other guy, he said, Hey, have you seen that guy over there? Seems like he's got more than everybody else has got. To me, that don't seem fair. The second guy agreed with the first guy. Everybody else did too. They all got so worked up, they figured they knew what they just had to do. They would divide all of his things up among each other After they killed him, of course For they could see no real good reason Not to just take what they wanted by force But when they found him, he said, Hey, wait a minute, fella I wouldn't kill me just now You could see that I've got more than you ever got Wouldn't you first at least like to know how? And with that, he had their attention And with that, he went on loud and clear He said, you all know how long we have always wondered why, oh why are we here? Well, today I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to teach you about suffering and bliss. I'm going to teach you all a little about heaven and hell and the God that gave me all this. God gave me all this because I'm humble. and He could do the same for you too. But if you're seeking his love and affection, what you're doing is the last thing I do. You see, uh, he sends killers to hellfire, both here and eternally. The good live forever in a beautiful heaven. God told me this personally. Ooh. ooh, 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 ooh. Who you gonna trust if you don't trust me? Ooh. you want suffering and heartache unless you want struggle and fear you better find some kind of way to humble yourself may I suggest helping me clean up around here of course I could pay you a little bit of money for it but uh, more importantly God would see he would see that you was working humbly for something and he might give you the things he's given me well with that they didn't know what to do nor could they prove what he said wasn't true and since he had what everybody else thought they wanted, it seemed like the thing to do. And with that, we've rolled into the future. And ain't it a son of a bitch to think we would still need religion to keep the poor from killing the rich. Ooh, who you gonna trust Still, you can't trust me?
0: Thank you, Sounds man. good in here. That uh, so. What kind of? What do you usually play to? How many? Uh, how how big's your your crew? Your your
1: following? The, oh, the, like that crowd. Yeah. The Anywhere fan. from. Um, you know, we our, our biggest shows maybe get up around a thousand people, and our smallest ones are about two hundred people.
0: So that's great. So you you've built a little thing
1: for yourself. Yeah, it's nice it's a nice job. I'm getting older. The traveling is hard. I didn't foresee my body not. When I was took the job, I was like, "I'll do this." I'm blue in the fucking face. Yeah, but now it's a little. My back hurts. I get because that.
0: you're you're a road dog. I mean, it's not road like you're double. like, okay, we're gonna do 25 dates, all arenas. None of we, that. Yeah, no. We take play. a nap.
1: We don't stop. The tour doesn't stop. But you know, like we don't like. Now we put out a record and we'll go on tour. We put out records and we just tour, tour, tour. We have. And what's to. A,
0: what's your body doing? Let's compare notes. Huh. Well, how are you breaking K- uh, down?
1: Kidneys. Really? Kidney stones. Uh, oh, back I'm- issues. Little bone issues in the back. Little of the, uh, what's the uh, deal where the... The, the back starts to mess up the leg. They call it sciatica. sciatica? Yeah, baby.
0: From standing up so much? Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. But you got, and how's your wife handle You got no kids because you're no not, kids, not doing yeah. that. No, no. Didn't want to bring them into the road world?
1: That's what I thought. We, we you know, we partied late into our lives. Me and my wife did. Yeah. And we loved it. Loved every minute of it. Went to concerts till we were 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And now yeah. you've retired from concerts? Yeah, we just sit around the house. I'm <laughs> just glad there's not a mess.
0: Well, that's the funny thing is you start going like, now, can you sit down at this place? Yeah. No, they're going on at
1: 10. Yeah. Uh, My God, it. you know, yeah. Now I don't hardly do anything. <laughs> the only time I ever go out anymore is like in the morning. I'll go walk. If, I ever, if I'm going to go party... It's going to be on Sunday morning at a little bar down the street from my house. You got dogs? Yeah, I love them, man. What kind? Um, I don't know. You know, they were rescued. Oh, just those kinds? Yeah. All right, man. So you want to do one more? Sure. All right. Thank you for having us over, man. Absolutely. (laughs) And so that's the record. That song's called In the Beginning, and that's the first song. And then the record ends with a song called Big Finish that I'll I'll try to do it on acoustic guitar. Speaking of muddy waters, man, this is direct. Take your time Tell me slow Should I stay? When we both know you thought you knew What I was just about to say But you didn't know And you always think you do I tell you I've been looking back over my shoulder It's not you that I've got to blame If I could do all this all over I wouldn't do nothing the same Seemed like the right thing At the time It seemed like the right thing At the time Oh, oh, oh to remember it helps me to forget the older I get hey. the older I get the more I worry that the more I worry the older I will get and yet I still worry ain't that about a son of a bitch I'll tell you some people can't take no for an answer some people can't even take yes for an answer. Can't say for sure how I ended up here, but if I had to guess, I guess I'd say something. Seemed like the right thing at the time. It seemed like the right thing at the time. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh oh. Trying to find Some kind of way to cold You've got to admit It ain't the despair that gets you It's the hole When I found myself in possession of these car keys I just naturally assumed that I could drive It seemed like the right thing at the time like the right thing at the time Oh, oh, oh Thanks, Todd Snyder. Yeah, thank you for having me over.
0: Sweet guy, good sound, definitely a great songwriter. Uh, anyone who cites their heroes is Jerry Jeff Walker and John Prine's all right in my book. Now we're gonna go to uh, to my talk with uh, Aaron Freeman, Gene Ween, and look, all you Ween heads, I'm not gonna pretend. You know, I know Ween is like Zappa. In the sense that, like you know, either you know it all, or you don't know enough, in the eyes of those who know it all. I came to this interview because I had an opportunity. I had a tremendous amount of respect uh, for Ween, but I'm not deeply a Ween dude. I appreciate them, but I do not know everything they have ever done, and I'm, I'm straight up with that. With Aaron, Gene. And also, I want to make it known that uh, we got this interview in the can before the disbanding of Ween, and I hope that doesn't, uh, so that was not talked about. I did sense a little bit of tension when I brought it up, but it was not addressed. But nonetheless, I had a wonderful conversation with Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Gene Ween. Let's go to that now. What name do you go by as a person, Aaron? <laughs> you said that with a bit of a yes, an edge to it. Well,
2: it's been, I've I've been having an identity crisis, so this whole thing is Aaron Freeman. Yeah. Oh yeah. From
0: here on out, you're Aaron Freeman. Yes, for sure. Well, that's a uh, that's interesting. the white uh white tinge of anger. With yes, the, right. With Apparently. the Aaron Freeman. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like like you're carrying a little baggage behind the, uh, you're carrying some Gene
2: Ween baggage. I'm carrying some Gene Ween baggage. Yes, I've been um. Yeah, I've been, no, there's nothing wrong with Gene Ween, but yeah, I've been.
0: But, well, does this album on some level, is this uh, like, a, a, I'm here, I'm Aaron. Yeah, for sure. Yeah? It's, uh, yeah? Yeah. I like the record. Thanks. And I have to be honest, from the outset, how old are you? You're about, you're a little younger than me? I just turned 42. So I'm 48. hmm Did you think, like, you're all grown up and shit now? Yes. It's odd. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was, I have to be straight up with you in that, like, it's impossible to cram on Ween in the sense that, like you know, I oh, there's no way that, like, I, as familiar as I am with a couple of your records, when you look at the whole catalog, it's like, oh fuck, I'm not going to be able to do this in two days. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to miss uh, any opportunities to uh, to talk about certain things. I don't want to get a bunch of Ween fans mad at me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's there, all there's, right.
0: There's nothing wrong than uh, nothing worse than angry Ween fans.
2: No, angry Ween fans are are tough. What is Ween? uh attract. Oh, well, you know, Wien fans are generally well behaved, I have found. Yeah. Um the thing that gets me the most is in Wien we always said to bring food to the shows, so we would get all kinds of crazy food. Yeah. Now, of course, um that leads to paranoia that all the food is spiked with something uh-huh. because at one point, I believe it was in Austria, Back when we first started asking for food, and we got this chicken, and I swear it was spiked with male hormones or some sort of hormone hormone thing. And really? Yeah, yeah. Do you it's think started... why
0: would somebody like do that though? Because I get a lot of food at my shows too now that people like to bake for me. Yes, and there's always this fear that someone's going to do something with drugs because I don't do drugs anymore. Right and I don't know like why th- someone who would do that wouldn't be really a fan they'd be out to fuck with you I mean hormones is sort of a vague and odd thing the too.
2: hormone thing was weird and maybe it wasn't hormones but I like to say it was hormones. well what were the symptoms? I don't know what like hormones that? would do exactly <laughs> did you grow another penis
0: yeah I've got both two
2: grew <laughs> extra penises exactly it was really intense but you know, yeah, we do. We get we get spiked baked goods too. You do because you know? people think that we would enjoy that. And I don't do drugs anymore either. And it's uh, so I have to watch out. But our sound man eats them all, and he's okay. He's like that.
0: willing to like I don't know what's in them. Let's... Yeah, yeah. Well, you
2: did cultivate a, a kind of a trippy
0: following. I mean, was I? I know there was a lot of uh, talk of uh, of of drugs in the
2: in the in a lot of the songs. But was that the life you were living? It was the life we were living. Uh, for a while yeah for, i'd say for um for a bunch of records it was the lifestyle you know when you I, I and i think this goes across the board with any musician when you're actually recording the music and writing songs yeah. you're not so you know high on whatever said substance um but yeah you know there was there was a lot of now, when, stuff going on for sure
0: i watched some like really old videos of of you two you looked like you were 15 or 16 I, it, it couldn't have been that it was on some local tv show you're doing the uh the 76 song with your you know with the with the four track and they were marveling at
2: this setup oh and, yeah the jane pratt show right yes. what year was that that was probably ninety three, and they, like the big thing was like, look, it's a miracle. There's
0: just two of them, and there's many instruments. I involved. know,
2: I know, I know. I <laughs> and know. how old were you? Uh, well, if it was ninety three, I was twenty three yeah right so yeah. i was born in 1970 so it's pretty easy for me all oh, right right to right. do that and the when, math
0: when you guys started that and i will get to the to the solo stuff But i want to make sure i cover uh, my basis because i kind of think it's sort of fascinating when a musical artist has a very specific following
2: mm-hmm. a very
0: loyal following and then does, you i mean do you even know how many records you have out all said and done
2: uh, well something i know uh like 11. Studio then, records. Yeah, I think it I think it's eleven. And but then, don't quote me on that.
0: But, but how many, you know, uh, sort of uh, demos and bootlegs and, and things that you are still in charge of. Yeah,
2: that's the thing is we have a lot of um we have a couple live records out we have this thing called shinola which is like a greatest uh, hits, which is outtakes oh it's all. we haven't done a greatest hits record yet would you Um, know what those would be no no (laughs) and and i and from what i gather you don't get to pick them either which is really cool because i don't i wouldn't i would really be curious to know uh what some record label would pick
0: when you guys started i mean when you met him your partner Mm -hmm. the uh the other
2: ween yes what's his real name Uh, mickey melchiondo Yes. You guys were in junior high? Yeah, we were in junior high. Yeah. And um, we didn't like each other at all. It was one of those. uh, Like, was there bitter enemies?
0: Active spite?
2: Oh, yeah. But you
0: were both, he must have been sort of nerdy, right?
2: We were kind of nerdy. I think Mickey was grasping with uh, being a jock. Oh, really? He was on the cusp? He was on the cusp. Uh huh. and, um, And I was pretty much the opposite of that. So I think I reminded him of all that he wanted to be but didn't want to be at the same time right so was he a guitar player then though he was a thumb guitar player he he tuned the guitar to uh, e oh okay and it's, so it's, just it's played bars you just go up yeah, and down yeah, right. <laughs> right so uh, and that's how we got together I, we got together i remember we exchanged records he was really into the punk rock scene and i was into the new wave stuff i was listening to Laurie anderson and devo and sure he was listening I to the that, Dead Kennedys right. and stuff like that. So, um, so that was like what 84, 84, 85. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember that first Laurie Anderson record. Yeah, and the Devo yeah. records. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was listening
2: to who and he was listening to stuff like the Dead Kennedys and so that was, Suicidal Tenants. Whatever. That all, all sort of the-
0: happened around the same time. I guess like the that stuff, the punk stuff happened a little before
2: maybe it did, and then it carried over into the mid 80s. There was a real heavy punk scene then.
0: But, like, it was when I was in uh, high school and, I I mean, I graduated in 81, you know, punk had not integrated itself into the the campus yet as an archetype. You know, there there was just, it was still freaks and jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then uh, whatever minorities, you know. Paired away and you know just yeah. did what their thing was. Yeah, but by the time you were in high school, the punk was entrenched. It was,
2: but it was still a scene. Yeah, you know, you were. You, it was cool because you could actually get into that scene and be into that scene. That that kind of stuff is dissolved nowadays. Uh, but. Yeah, you know, there was the new wave kids. And yeah, the Pump new rock wave. kids. And yeah, that this was and the, that, you know. The only
0: difference was a haircut and, sh- and a skinny tie. Exactly.
2: So- exactly. <laughs> and I had so- the trench coat and the skinny tie. And the buttons, did you have buttons? I had the buttons. Yeah, <laughs> I had a yin and yang button, you know. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, it was a, it was a mess. And um
0: yeah, that was I think that was a, both they were both sort of effective reactions to the end of disco i mean i think between punk and new wave that that was the the target was disco right sure sure but let's let's put an end to this yeah yeah but but new wave sort of had definitely had factions of uh pretty cheesy music
2: oh i loved it i yeah. loved it i mean you know i remember in in high school somebody some girl told me i looked like the guy from tears for fears so right that was pretty awesome that was great oh yeah i got i milked a lot out of that
0: well you're like a (laughs) a a, a very melodic guy and you got an awesome voice and it seems to me that uh but not just new wave i mean even on the new album you seem to be uh you know pulling from some you know what i would think would be kind of cheesier pop influences Mm -hmm. yeah do you do that on purpose are you aware of it
2: no it's what i grew up with uh on the radio yeah, yeah. I mean, I listened to a lot of radio when I was growing up in the 70s. Right. And uh, it really affected me. So I don't know if this goes across the board with musicians, but, you know, I just really took it in. And I, I remember driving around in my mother's AMC Hornet in the 70s and listening to, a, she listened to a lot of 70s soft rock. Right. And, um, I remember getting really emotional about a lot of this stuff, you know, like the song "Wildfire." Yeah, wow, yeah, that song yeah, I, floored me, and I was like eight years old. So, you know, that's the kind of freak I am, I guess. And
0: uh, like Baker Street,
2: yeah, Baker Street. That, you know? that, and I still hear Baker Street, and it freaks me out.
0: The sax in that thing, yeah, yeah, it yeah. freaks me out too. I know, I don't know why. Dreamweaver?
2: Dreamweaver,
0: yeah, those songs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I'm a little older than you, but I, I think that like I had the same reaction, but there was part of me that's like, I have to kill that. Yeah. Why yeah. am I responding to this in this way? This it, is this is not rock and roll. Exactly.
2: Exactly. That's like, if a word could say a thousand <laughs> <laughs> with the you know with the stuff, that stuff really got me. So it's a part of my makeup. You know, it's my musical makeup is definitely that.
0: But you embraced
2: it. You didn't. You know. You didn't assassinate
0: it with with rock.
2: No. 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 You I know. You're, you're shamelessly proud of it. I absolutely am. And I think that's why people maybe gravitate towards Ween because you definitely have that aspect of it. And I've never been afraid to. Well, to go there.
0: Right, no, and you do it uh, you know o- with an open heart, but with a it, like I think a lot of people would think a uh, uh somewhat I think that ween could be interpreted as having a, a, a sardonic sense of humor. If you listen to it in, the, in a different way, I mean, yeah. you're obviously embracing the form and you do it beautifully, mm-hmm. but then you've got, you know, some people are like, well, wh- why are they doing it? It's gotta be a joke, Oh but it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a very, it's a very well articulated and sophisticated joke. Yeah. And it's, it's to the point where it's not funny. Right. Right. It's, it's like, it's re- I guess I don't know what to make of that. Do it's you? not
2: funny. And I always <laughs> laughed. I always laughed because we like to, I like to laugh. I mean, the Humor is an important part of music. Sure, but people have always given Ween way too much credit for being uh these smart craftsmen, satirical. satirical. Yeah, and yeah. it's like we're not. I mean, it's really very simple. You know, you, you and love the music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't put that much thought when I'm writing a song at all. You know, and I'd really just try to let it come from somewhere in my subconscious, right, or con- unconscious. And that's the best kind of music. So, um, never have uh, I nor Mickey, uh, sat down and, and really, uh, tried to. How do we make know, fun get of get this? People. Right. Yeah. But y- people have always thought that. Um, unless you're a real Ween fan, then you kind of get a, a different grasp of it. Where did you guys grow up again? Uh, well, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. But, and,
0: but did you grow It wasn't a small town.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where, um, <clears throat> When I was when, actually when Mickey and I were both thirteen, we moved to New Hope in Pennsylvania, and that's where all that stuff is taken. And do you still live there? I live outside of New Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might move to LA actually at some point. But really, you know, yeah, yeah. What are you waiting for? Um, we're we <laughs> we we're, we're working on it.
0: What is it about New Hope then that like? Because it's it's I don't know where it is, and I'm picturing it must be a fairly small town, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a very quaint town. It's um. It's where Washington crossed the Delaware is mm-hmm. the claim to fame, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's very rustic and old school. It's you know a lot of stone houses. I grew up in a house that was built in 1740. Oh, really? Yeah, big thick stone. Well, how, walls. Big, how big
0: of a family did you come from?
2: Uh, just my sister and I. Yeah yeah? yeah, yeah. And
0: what 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 were your folks like? What were the what was your business?
2: My, my father was uh, you know hippie turned. Uh, conservative you oh, know, really? as most uh, men of his age are went too you know? far
0: out and then got scared
2: yeah yeah so I have a picture of him on my wall of him at Woodstock wearing like uh, candy stripe pants but he with was at Woodstock, big afro yeah just hanging off the the bleacher the, the whatever the rafters um, oh so he was there he, was, he was there was... yeah and he so he he really had a big part both of my parents had a big part in uh, my music he he uh, he had a great record collection you know from the late 60s early 70s that i used to just eat up right um and then my mother was the easy listening soft rock 70s woman and yeah she, but she also loved like earth wind and fire and stuff like that so, so that's where um, you get
0: the the the, yeah. uh, the sort of r&b part
2: yeah 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 so i can really trace back a lot most of my musical influences to both of my parents but do you
0: remember when your dad was still a hippie or was he already um...
2: Vaguely. He he was he was a hippie for a little while. He claims that he wasn't a hippie. He was more of a um he wanted to get stuff done you know okay. he was out to change an activist an activist thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. yes like you sure, call me hippie gets really pissed oh off. really i was an activist i was trying to change philadelphia oh, really? i was one of the real deal guys he, yeah he was the real deal did according he, to him did he grow know? up
0: in, in, in pennsylvania yeah, yeah yeah really
2: both of my parents are you know born and bred in philadelphia so, so we
0: brought up with name religion or anything
2: uh no no my mother's jewish yeah which makes me jewish right and uh so I'm actually getting back into that now. Really? So mm-hmm. the Jew thing? Yeah, the Jew thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: your dad's not Jewish?
2: He's half Jewish, half Italian.
0: Oh really? Yes. So you got the best of everything. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'm a Jew Italian.
0: Yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm a Jew as well. And and uh what does it look like to get back into it? Were you were you Bar mitzvah? Did you go through all no, that? No, I wasn't Bar
2: mitzvah, so, so you didn't have it in your life. That's the first thing, no.
0: So you're gonna get Bar mitzvah? Yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm working on it. I've been going to synagogues. Do you know any good bar mitzvah bands? Are you going (laughs) to do your party? Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't even thought of the, the the party. Oh my god. You
0: should do like a classic sort of 13-year-old Bar Mitzvah party. Yeah. Why don't you do a party and the theme is 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 the year you would have been Bar Mitzvah, which would have been 83. Yeah,
2: Oh, that's a great idea. And you have to honor that. Yeah. Musically and every other way. That would be amazing. That's a great idea. <laughs> I I yeah. just logged for sure. <laughs> good, good.
0: So you're actually studying for your Bar Mitzvah now or? Yeah.
2: Yeah, just started, so yeah. it's going to be, it'll be a year, I'm sure. So you're
0: learning how to read Hebrew and sing the songs. Yeah. Do yeah. you? Ha- are you working with a cantor? No, not, not yet. Not
2: yet? Not yet.
0: So what made you go back to it?
2: What made me go back to Judaism? Or just or
0: start to uh, explore I've,
2: it. I've always been, um, I've always just felt Judaism in me. Right. I guess, yeah. is the word, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. felt the tribe. Yeah. Uh and, I can feel it. Yeah. I got a good sense of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's hard to describe. You know? And yeah. um uh, also in the last few years in Ween, I would do this um sort of a canter like thing before the song called I Can't Put My Finger on It and uh-huh. uh, it really um it was just freestyle um singing and, and it really would come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. so um almost a chant yeah yeah and so i'm I'm, just, I'm kind of just speaking in uh-huh. tongues but it's really neat and uh i believe it's tied to my dna somewhere sure yeah. and
0: I'm, i wonder what that's going to activate maybe, yeah. maybe maybe you could do a it's not i see you're the kind of person that i, I would think that it wouldn't be completely out of the picture for you to do a, a cantor record an no. actual
2: record in hebrew i would love to i would love to <laughs> So, yeah, that I have would, to get legit first with it, you know, yeah, and I, I will definitely do something. Like I, that.
0: Are, but are you studying Hebrew just to sing it? or Are you actually trying to learn that language? Because most of us just kind of.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm learning enough to get bar mitzvah, basically. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the
0: melodies are there. You're going to learn those melodies.
2: Yeah, yeah, for w- sure.
0: What kind of synagogue do you go to? Is it conservative or?
2: Uh, the one I've been going to is a conservative. Yeah. So maybe. the
0: melodies are like, they do that. You go to the services and they, they do the. uh yeah. Like, uh, you yeah, know, Shema Yisrael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I, trying to follow along, you know? So, I, Yeah, I yeah. can
0: never, you know, I can follow along in Hebrew, but I still don't know what it means in English. Right, right, right. Is that important that we know that?
2: Not really. I don't <laughs> think so.
0: Do you have kids? Yes. Are you gonna Are you gonna make them uh, Jewish? Yeah. Yeah. Is your
2: wife, is your... <laughs> well, my first wife isn't Jewish. My second wife is. So well, you, uh, you're on the second one. What's that?
0: You're on the second one. Yeah. I yeah. did. I had two. I have no kids. Yeah. 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 It was It was that bad. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear you. So the I second wife is Jewish. Yes. All right. Yes. Was
0: that part of the. Uh,
2: <laughs> the change that was kind of part of the change oh my god yep. So is your mom still around yeah my mom's still around and both she, of my parents
0: oh really are yeah. they like oh look he's he's yeah. marrying a jewish yes
2: person. yes they liked it very much really
0: yeah yeah sure oh sure so that's hilarious so yeah. you had to, do you remember your Jewish grandparents
2: yeah I actually ha- still have my Jewish grandmother so really yeah yeah and wow. she's great
0: she's great she you know makes yeah. the brisket you know, yeah she and does and the whole thing <laughs>
2: yeah sure so now, in, in the history of Wien,
0: was the original... Were you living on a commune originally?
2: No. It, well, it was sort of a commune house. It was this place called Brookridge Farms. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was cool. There was a there was a revolving door of of freaks coming in and out. There was uh it was probably like five bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those places. I guess you could call it a commune. We didn't make our own soap or anything, you know. There but, was no
0: organization to the commune, but it was sort of an open door policy to people who needed to crash.
2: Exactly, or... <laughs> exactly. And it was it was fun. I, there was always a good party going on, and what like was band the... practices of all kinds. So and... there
0: was just people who would pick up instruments and kind of to roll with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was you know we made the living room into this just great jam room, and it was just people would come. And And what
0: were the, uh, the primary substances fueling everything?
2: Oh, God. Um... You know, probably a lot of mushrooms, alcohol, right. and, and weed, right. I would just say, right. at so, that point. So it never got powdery and evil? No. Fortunately, it didn't get too powdery and evil. We were all too broke for yeah, that. Oh, that's probably so. that's pr-
0: probably better off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. nobody got too fucked up. I mean, no, it, you know, every, for the long
2: haul. No, everybody survived for the most part. You know, people came in damaged goods and left damaged goods. But, right. Uh, you know, everybody, I think everybody made it out okay. And
0: you consciously sobered up?
2: I did yeah yeah like nothing
0: anymore no I find that
2: abstinence is the best yeah me too you can't once you get that once you get that frame of mind we, you have that switch you, there's nothing yeah you, you yeah can't. because you
0: just can't because you know it's yeah. sort of like well that's just going to be a domino effect
2: it really is you know yeah. and i've tried it so many times really and the it's, controls yeah you yeah. can't you can't smoke weed like a gentleman you can't have a, <laughs> no, i love when they yeah, say yeah. that no it's like don't have to, a drink like a gentleman what does it's that
0: like, mean every yeah. day at a certain time do exactly I put, you do know, I put a
2: time frame on it yeah so no i can't drink like a gentleman under any circumstances
0: now in terms of like uh like i re-listened <laughs> to uh to pure guava yesterday some of the music that you make is not easy to listen to
2: Oh yeah, yeah. And do you know that? Yeah, <laughs> especially if you've been listening to Pure Guava. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> yeah, it's not easy to listen to. And when you do, I music- don't listen. To <laughs> <laughs> but
0: <laughs> but it was obviously some sort of psychedelic experiment. It you know, was. You, you were going for for mu- musical textures, and you were trying to have an an effect. Yeah. And when you look back at at you know experimenting with with psychedelic music. I mean, what was what was the uh, what was your agenda really? In the sense of what were you trying to push for? What you're trying to get at?
2: Yeah. Well, never. There never was an agenda. I, I can honestly say that. I mean, the only thing not that,
0: even if it was to see if it would hold together.
2: No, the way that ween worked. Yeah. Is we would just write a song, do do whatever, and never have any boundaries. Right. And if it was good, we'd use it. If it wasn't we wouldn't and believe me there's a lot of stuff that you'll never hear um you sure now yeah well maybe someday
0: (laughs) uh it's interesting when people get older they're like well fuck it
2: put it out yeah yeah we were 15 yeah exactly but but we were never perfectionists that way i mean especially if you're listening to pure guava that's a real (laughs) that was some deep stuff at that point
0: like in what way that was deep into the
2: like like come out of a two-week mushroom haze and then record three songs yeah Uh uh-huh so um
0: so you're still like so like all that weird that the the sort of the the aural texture of it was definitely shroomy
2: oh yeah (laughs) a lot of shrooms on pure guava i can honestly say when i when you as soon as you say pure guava i think of this yeah do you you get a little sweaty yes i do (laughs) i do and uh, so I mean that record in particular
0: but it it, it popped the one uh, like I don't know how many bonafide hits you had but that that the daisy song was a huge hit
2: Oh yeah I know But I know. and
0: it sits alone in that fucking record
2: I know What <laughs> did you it took like 3 seconds to write that song too it was really funny is, um,
0: But that's amazing about the music business were you baffled and amazed that you oh, know yeah. out of that uh, out of that cow dung
2: yes, you know inspired
0: yes, thing yes. that the one flower was this uh, the Dad Daisy
2: song. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, it was ridiculous. We, uh, I remember. Yeah, it literally took about two and a half minutes to record that song on the four track, and um, it was right at the time when Nirvana was breaking, and I remember all the record companies were scrambling for new and alternative type stuff, and we had just signed to Elektra. Uh
0: huh. That's a big label.
2: Yeah, and they and they wanted pure guava uh huh and um
0: They you'd already recorded the
2: record I believe we did uh huh all those records were recorded on a four track in, uh-huh. our, in our apartment we were living together at the time and um so Electra puts it out and then the, and then they they suddenly push the little daisies is getting played all over the country and it I know, you know. I just sat back. I never said anything. It was like okay. But you made
0: some money on that tune, right?
2: A little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. it put us on the map with right. a lot of people. You right. Know? I, I mean, I, <laughs> that 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 tour led us to Australia, and I remember "Push the Little Daisies" was huge in Australia. Yeah. And we got off this plane, and it was one of those like walk down from the planes. And right. It was literally like my Beatles moment. You know, Yeah. It was all these kids. Uh huh. And they're all there the little daisies. Uh, I was like, you got to be kidding me.
0: Was there one of those moments, though, when uh, did you find that that wave of new fans, like when people who came for that song would have to like, sort of like, who are these guys?
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. All these innocent victims we got to just slay. (laughs) Time to blow
0: some (laughs) minds. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) because back then yeah back then it was the two of us in a fort you know a little we used a dat player to play our bass and drums so it was just a two of you and it was rough man yeah and you
0: were playing how big were the rooms
2: well it that well it, it spiked at that point right and it went back down and then it came back up um but we were playing in front of a lot of new faces put it that way
0: I can't imagine what it must be like to because uh, at that time, And I think still now to some degree outside of um, DJing is that you know people are accustomed to seeing a band. So Mm. when it's just two young guys with a machine, oh yeah, I mean, with their moments where it's like, what
2: the fuck? Oh yeah, we pissed people off, man. It was so fun. I because when we yeah you know we have a band where we try to really put on a great show. I've seen the
0: live footage. You guys rock pretty hard there. Yeah,
2: yeah. But when it was two of us, it was just it was pretty much like performance art. Mm -hmm. And, boy, we had a lot of interesting, uh, you know, we opened up, I remember we opened up for Fugazi once, who's real straight edge. Sure, sure. And we, you know, at that time, taking a lot of mushrooms, came out and just, (laughs) they just hated us. I remember there was like a thousand Fugazi fans, and they were just... And I was so hot. I was just like, come on, guys. You love us. You love it. And they just started throwing gum in our hair and stuff. Like, Did you hold your ground? Did we you, did. You did your we whole did. I just laughed. I was laughing so hard. You were on shrooms at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everything was vibrating. Everything and it, was vibrating. It, it didn't I was get like, too evil. Tell telling them to come up and give me a kiss, you know, and they were just hating. There was so much hate going on. So so I like to think that we changed changed the world a little bit that night.
0: Well did you find that uh, you know even with the uh, was it the twelve great country hits is that what it was called? Uh-huh. Well, did yeah. you find did you provoke any hostility from uh, from the country people?
2: No, you know we didn't. um no, that was a great experience all around.
0: What, what was the what was the choice to uh, w- when you got into that you wanted to play with those musicians
2: yeah yeah it was all uh facilitated by ben vaughn who produced my new thing mm-hmm. and um we had these songs that had a, a you know a, a country vibe to them and uh ben vaughn we we got him aboard and he went he knew he knew the Down in in Nashville, these guys are all kind of not doing anything, but they belong to a union. And these heavy cats down there. Yeah,
0: they've been there forever.
2: They've been there forever. And so we got them. We got Charlie McCoy, who was a really famous harmonica player and, you know, played on every record, you know, back then, Nashville Skyline and all that stuff. Did
0: he? He worked at, oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. They all did. And, um, so they're used to,
0: you know, these uh, kind of like hippie upstarts coming they down.
2: Did, they were. Our band in particular, huh. the ones we got, were all probably in their 60s, mid-60s, Um, and they had stories about Leonard Cohen coming down there, about Bob Dylan. They had great Bob Dylan stories. Oh, yeah? Just like, they would be like, yeah, man, he was working on something, Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands or something, and- <laughs> and didn't <laughs> he was trying to finish it and he didn't shower and you know he came in and he was a, such a dick and really stunk up the whole place you, you guys know? must have been eating that shit oh up. <laughs> i loved it i loved it and apparently leonard i don't know if i'll get in trouble for this but leonard cohen had some guy uh some some guy in the studio with him and he would apparently according to this legend yeah. stop stop Recording mid-track and have his friend uh, beat him on the back with a leather whip, uh-huh. and then the the guy would say, "You you know you need to repent." Really? Yeah, and if you love Leonard Cohen like I do, you that makes perfect sense, you know? It's like, but, a, I need to repent. Yeah. And the guy, you know, you get whipped with a leather slash. You know, I could see that. Start recording <laughs> again. These guys were down there like, I couldn't believe that Leonard Cohen guy down there, you know? Because most guys His bring buddy. a dude with a blow, <laughs> yeah. you your, a little drug bag. <laughs> no. He's got a guy with a whip.
0: Yes. And it's not even a sexual thing. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, I, I mean, I just thought that was the funniest story. So you record with these great country guys were they impressed with you i mean did they
2: they did they loved it yeah. They had a great time yeah I, they were worried about getting in trouble with their wives i think a couple of them they said that for what i don't know just a couple of the songs <laughs> oh, they weren't they, were, they cool. were dirty yeah they're dirty <laughs> don't let my wife hear this one
0: who else were the major influences mm. like in names not just tone
2: well i mean there was a lot of like I, we were talking about 70s soft rock influence yeah and then as i got older You know, Prince had a big impact on me. The Beatles had a big impact on me. Like,
0: like which albums?
2: All of them. I'm a huge Beatles head. Yeah, they they really blew my mind.
0: I can't. It's unbelievable to me that like I go back to them now. You know, like I'll I'll just be listening I mean, I've got thousands thousands of choices. Yeah. But I'll I'll go back to like very specific Beatles albums and Beatles songs mm-hmm. for weird reasons. Like sometimes I just have to listen to Flying on um, Magical Mystery Tour. Out of all the Beatles songs in the world, nah, 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 Yeah, sure. Nah, 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 sure. Nah, yeah. You just need to listen to that occasionally.
2: It never gets old. I mean I, it was a real peak of everything. Isn't,
0: isn't that fascinating though? Like how the fuck did they create this alchemy where they have, like, I, I would say 80% of their catalog is legitimately timeless? Yeah,
2: I know. Like I know. not
0: Like, the older ones, you're going to be like, well, they're doing that. They're, there's a sound to it that was familiar with other yeah. musicians. Yeah. But there's a bunch where you're like, where did this fucking come from?
2: I know. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You and know, I think once they, you know, there's a lot of great bands or great music. Um, but what the Beatles did was they had such a great thing and they realized it and it just came so naturally to just get better and better and better and was better. the four
0: track did you get that from them the idea of committing to a four track and working with it as an instrument almost
2: no I think the reason we had a four track we just couldn't they're just cool you know you can anybody can buy a four track and right. have it in their their room yeah and uh, this was before digital right you know? so now everybody's got their laptops you with can do, pro yeah. tools on it you know that's kind
0: of cheating, almost. Isn't it is it? a
2: little bit, yeah. And that's what I loved about the four track is you couldn't cheat on it. You you had to record a track that was legit, with, or with or start drums. over again. Right.
0: And you needed drums.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a great thing, you know. And I also liked that you could speed it up or slow it down. To, right. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it was just a great thing for people that didn't have a lot of money to just record with isn't that bizarre
0: that analog and four tracks actually have an organic integrity to them and i think there was a time where you're like you know well this is actually uh manipulating yes but but now it's like no that's old school yeah
2: it is old school do you still use it occasionally yeah 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 because you can't cheat on it you can't (laughs) cheat on a on pro tools you can there's so many thousands and millions of ways of cheating. You know? Does it
0: bother you that people can now like pitch their voice with a like that if that that? It doesn't sound me. the
2: same though, because I love pitch. I love pitching my. I mean, "Pushed Little Daisies," for example, is right. totally sped up. Right. Right. Uh, but it sounds natural. You did it on the track. Yeah, it's a tape speed it's
0: not something that just adjusts the i don't even know how that it's a
2: cl- it's not a clock thing yeah, yeah the yeah. computers all clocks you yeah know, i it. don't know how
0: they work how they change a pitch on something it's not just a speed thing they can actually put somebody in
2: tune yeah 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 You take
0: a vocal track yes and correct it for auto
2: tune auto-tune. yeah oh yeah that's, that's a biggie it's kind of
0: fucked up isn't it
2: i have a song it's called spirit walker and it's, i guess it's from our last record yeah and i just i really over i abused the auto tune miserably and it sounds great
0: what you did it as an experiment
2: yeah because i i mean it's just a thing you download you know it's like yeah. oh i got auto so, so i you, just you... i just turned everything up to full and ran my vocals through it and it's just like Spirit it's really crazy and it's, i love it it became like the <laughs> instrument of the song it became part of the song well that i think actually can
0: be uh, seen as a satirical attack on on AutoTune.
2: I guess if you look back I just thought it sounded cool because it's a real it's it's a really out there song to begin with so it was like perfect but
0: well, we've already isolated that you have a certain uh propensity towards pissing people off and there's an enjoyment that's
2: pretty much what it is you know and we love to piss people off and we always called the punk rock aesthetic you know gotta gotta but you're like
0: the punk rock aesthetic but you know broken open into like you know you were composers and great musicians so that connected with the punk rock aesthetic is baffling to those absolutely but i I imagine the initiated probably
2: like oh i get it oh they get it yeah Yeah, yeah. like oh god yeah. yeah, and do they get it yeah they do they do they get it a lot of people get it
0: So do you find that people, uh, like in in terms of your fans, I mean, do, I mean, I, when you have as strong a cult following as you do, you're kind of revered. Mm. Uh, How do you uh, handle that? Do you have encounters with fans that are a little disconcerting in terms of how much they worship what you do?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I, I can generally say our fans are nice and, um you know, I'm glad I'm not Motley Crue or something. And have right. Those, you know, I could only imagine.
1: I thought you did blow.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't have, a lot of meathead freaks
0: but you, we you, you cut them out of the herd early on yeah I we, imagine we, there was a moment there where we there was,
2: isolated them and yeah
0: because like, anytime you phew, put drugs together in music there's going to be meatheads there
2: yeah that's true and, that's and, true and,
0: and, and you know who they are and they kind of they kind of went away after two or three albums didn't <laughs> yeah. have their, we don't understand any of that shit
2: exactly uh, there's some meatheads that love it actually They're, and it's cool you know meatheads need it too
0: well there's anarchic meatheads you know yes. which are better than jock meatheads
2: right, you know, <laughs> right. They, yeah I mean if for ween is, if you can can make it through, you know. It's like the, the the cycles. If you can make it through all the cycles, then yeah, you win. The you, levels you're, of you're win, you're there, and you definitely get a seat.
0: It's like some sort of weird pyramid game. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. It really is. And and then and then you get your seat, and and you're fine. And so when you're talking to a real Ween fan, they have their seat, and yeah, they're yeah. fine with it. They really don't have much to prove. Yeah, right. They've just gone like, through all right. the initiation. Yeah. It's they've like taken what you yeah, put. Yeah. Exactly. They've eaten it, and they've gotten there. And they're happy about it, and they, they're they pretty much satisfied, you know? So it's not that hard, you know? It's, it's a cool thing.
0: Uh, yeah, because you know that they, uh, you know, it's like, well, there's nothing we can put these two guys through no. that they're not going to get. Right,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they don't expect much they don't you know they're, they're fine do they they're, i wonder if they're fine. sort of like
0: are they like deadheads or like when like you know oh you know uh bob singing let's go to the bathroom yeah. are there, do you definitely sense when you're in concert that there are certain things you're doing where, where certain members of your audience would be like all right i can i can go drink during this one. yeah
2: oh yeah definitely and us included i mean we play songs <laughs> so we could you know go do whatever right so yeah and people know it you know there's a song pandy fackler we do that's like twelve minute vamp. Yeah. Know, and everybody goes and to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> they go smoke or do whatever they gotta do. And you know that And you- I am too. I'm right. in the dressing room, right you know, I take out my stuff <laughs> and I'm just sitting out <laughs> hanging, and hanging out. out. Yeah then I go back on stage.
0: <laughs> but you put so. that in there for that reason.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. But That's... our keyboard player loved it, you know, because yeah, he, he plays on it. Yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. on it. So.
0: That's his time. Yeah. So, so the real diehards who don't have to go to the bathroom and smoke weed are like, oh, no, this is my favorite part.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's always those people, yeah. Oh, oh man.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's missing the best thing. Totally. So what led to, uh, this is the first solo album, huh? Yep, yep. First solo record. Where, I mean, were you, got, were you just hanging out and
2: um, decided, yeah. like, yeah I was I was hanging out we were coming down the east coast and I was we hit LA and I was talking hanging out with Ben Vaughn and um
0: he's your producer guy
2: yeah he produced this record and sort of got the whole thing together and he was working on he wanted this was just something that he's been thinking about doing with you yeah well not with me at the time but yeah, we, once we started talking about it, we realized I would I would love to do it, and I'd be perfect for it. So. What was uh
0: what, what was he thinking about it exactly in terms of conceiving the record? Like, what's a producer bring to it?
2: Um, what did he bring to it? He brought the musicians together. He picked the songs, and they were
0: your songs, though.
2: No, no, it's all the stuff uh, by a gentleman, Rod McEwen. So that's, oh, these
0: are all Rod McEwen. They're songs? all
2: Rod McEwen songs. So it's I really should've... a tribute record to Rod McEwen. So we picked out 14 Rod McEwen songs, or Ben did.
0: Because I, I listened to the record and I read some press about Rod McQueen, I thought well, it's just another one of your influences. Just sounds
2: like Rod McEwen. <laughs> but
0: that's the hook of the song.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't write anything on my first solo record, which is perfect. I well, just sang.
0: It's it's interesting because uh, well, this is like a testimony to uh, to the way I handle interviews, but because um, Rod McQueen is one of those guys. Who like was around when I was a kid, you know, because I was thirteen and seventy six, and you know, he was this like weird cultural poet laureate. Yes, and and it, and it definitely got pushed aside by rock and roll culture as some sort of cheesy remnant. Mm-hmm. But he was hugely popular, and his books were hugely popular. Mm. And I think he he did write a couple of hit songs for other people, did he not?
2: Oh, he did. Yeah, Well, Seasons in, season the in the Sun, the sun. And right. Gene, he wrote. The song Jean, yeah. Jean, the roses are red and all the leaves have gone green. And that you covered that, covered that. You uh, didn't do
0: Seasons in the Sun though.
2: No, didn't do Seasons One in the Sun. One of the
0: most haunting, fucked up songs in the world. Right, right. I mean, when I when that came song out, was
2: horrifying.
0: I remember looking up the lyrics in Song Hits Magazine because I must have been in that must have been like fourth or fifth grade. What year was that? 72, 73?
2: Yeah. yeah, something like that. When that
0: came out, and it was yeah. just so fucking disturbing. Yeah, you He's know, on so, his deathbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and you just He's talking like, about his wife who yeah, cheated on him. I don't my, mind. Uh, the that you cheated on me you know
0: it's hard to die yeah. when all the birds are <laughs> singing and i'm like 12 and i'm like what the fuck is this yeah
2: it's a beautiful thing because the music to it is it's just haunting. so happy and yeah but it's it's haunting it's yeah you listen to it and it's, it's a nightmare well when going
0: over this stuff okay so your producer has this idea to do Rod McEwan songs were you actually a, a conscious rod McEwen fan
2: no i wasn't at the time i mean i knew a couple of his songs but I'm a little young to have I didn't live through the Rod McEwen time. Uh, he was really a renaissance man, you know, a lot of music. Is he alive still? A live ton show? of music. Yes, he is and in fact, I'm going to get to meet him on uh, on Wednesday out here in LA, so uh, I'm very excited. He doesn't he doesn't really have many visitors anymore. He's pretty reclusive and uh, Really? yeah, he's, so he's a real he's poet, re, Is real he? retired, you know, uh-huh. um, but he's still he, you know, on his website, he's got a website and he still answers questions for everybody very quickly. And uh-huh. um, he loves the new record and uh, you know invited invited me and Ben Vaughn to his house to uh-huh. uh, to hang out. So I'm really excited about that. I guess the secret ingredient was after, we recorded all the bass stuff and I would do scratch vocals while yeah. they were while they were singing it. And then I came back to LA and did a week's worth of vocals over everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of layering and stuff like that. I love that stuff. And uh, then we had this guy, Schmed. Schmed yeah, who's like, like that name. He, yeah, he's like this secret weapon. He sounds um, like a secret weapon. In LA, apparently. Schmed. Yeah, Schmed. Gotta got get Schmed in here. So Schmed comes for in. For the final mix? Yeah, so he comes in and he added all this, the glitzy... All the little Celeste and Bells and Is he a um, musician
0: or he just did it? Uh... <laughs> he's a he's
2: a he's a great musician. And um so he he really added all the the finishing touches to the record uh-huh. so you know it's just very simple how we did it you know just uh the basic What's a, the basic a, instruments my vocals and then schmed okay schmed it got Schmedded. It got Schmedded. <laughs> yes it got Schmedded at
0: the end <laughs> well it's a beautiful uh record i enjoyed listening to it yeah. and now that i know that it's all rob McEwen's like what a fucking idiot i am yeah
2: <laughs> you know <what laughs> it's all right i'll forgive you
0: yeah, but, but, I, but I did listen to it twice. Oh, cool. But like it was one of those things where I don't know if I didn't read the press materials, but I'm like, I was so hung up on knowing about Ween, I didn't know the basic premise of yeah. the new record. Yeah, yeah, But I think I handled it well.
2: You did, <laughs> you did. You handled like a pro for sure. Pro, Not knowing who wrote my solo record. It's a, pro,
0: a, pro, <laughs> a pro in my garage. <laughs> yeah, so I'm the only one who's going to take a hit now. Wow, <laughs> I'm going to take two hits. Fucking okay, Marin didn't know it was a Rob McEwen album, and he didn't even ask him about Quebec.
2: <laughs> yeah. To ask about Quebec. You'll definitely get a lot of complaints from Ween fans. <laughs> well, Dude, watch. I can't believe you didn't ask him about this. Yeah, I, well, there's no winning that one. The, the, there the, is no winning the, that one.
0: The, no. What I gleaned from the internet and from my Twitter engagement was that chocolate and cheese, uh, Quebec and the mollusk were, were the ones that people thought were definitive Ween albums. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Do I'd do you say think so. That? I'd say so. Yeah, I, the mollusk is probably my favorite. Yeah. A- end of the day. Yeah. Why? I was just really. Because, you know, I think all great records have a concept and if they can be seen through, you know, yeah, the yeah. concept is seen through and all it really through. sounds like it on every song. Right. And I just, it's it's strong.
0: So what do you got planned? Now, do you, uh, when you do an album like this, do you send it over to Mickey and say, dig this? No, no, no. I, I haven't. Not he, for any He's advice. heard it. He likes it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Then you guys are still buddies?
2: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we're we've known each other since we were 15, so, you know, it's... We we go and do our own things. We both have families and stuff.
0: He's got a family, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's never been a period where you're like, no, fuck you, I'm done with this shit.
2: Yeah, there's been many periods <laughs> like that. Sure, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Do you plan to work together again?
2: Oh, uh... Yeah, I'm sure at some point. Ugh,
0: but we're, vague.
2: we're I'm going to be real vague about that one. But we're we're taking a we're taking a hiatus.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is he going to do some solo stuff or what?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's. Oh, going to This doesn't do.
0: sound like a healthy relationship at this know. point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <he's,
2: laughs>
0: All right. I
2: don't care what he does. Oh what boy. Son of a bitch. No, I'm kidding.
0: What do you think's here for you?
2: Well, I I would like to um I'd like to get more into the. Uh, different kind of media, I think. Do uh, uh-huh.
0: yeah. you ever think
2: about going into production? Yeah. Like production, I have a seven-year-old son and, um, you know, I watch these cartoons and they're great, you know, like Adventure Time mm-hmm. is, is brilliant. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, right. I, and
2: it, it's inspiring to me. So I would like to maybe do something like that. You know, get into animation. creative consultant or sure. you know, get into animation. I think I could bring a lot to that.
0: Absolutely, with my
2: background. So uh, you know that kind of stuff, and this I, would be the place to do it for right. sure.
0: And it, and you can find a comfortable life here. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you want to live by the beach?
2: Uh, we'll see. We'll see you, where it takes. You can me. come out
0: here. Come out here to the hills, yeah. on the edge of town. It's very pretty out here. Yeah, I like it. It's but of...
2: yeah, we we we, uh, we didn't realize my wife and I haven't really driven in LA very much so I didn't realize it takes oh yeah yeah. an hour or two
0: that's the only thing you're going to find that like you can definitely find a a piece of the world out here that you're comfortable in but if you need to go to another part of the world (laughs) yeah you you know that's where the hate comes yes yes (laughs) and there's no end to it that's going to be the biggest challenge is overcoming traffic hate yeah
2: yeah we were getting a good dose of that it's it never stops yeah right and and,
0: and it's always going to be there yeah it's a very hard constant to (laughs) accept (laughs) yes do you ever watch it like there's a a couple of dudes that do some like I always do you know Tim and Eric are
2: Tim and Eric uh, they do
0: uh, some weird ass shit. Oh, uh, really? They're a, they're a sketch. I don't even know how you would phrase them, but I always say they're the ween of the comedy world because ah. they seem to be able to integrate, you know, seamlessly all different styles of media into one completely absurd, disturbing fucking mix. Nice. You still research on them?
2: I will. Cause Tim and a, Eric?
0: Yeah, Tim okay. and Eric. I'll check that out. They won't come on my podcast, but uh, oh. but I will speak highly of them <laughs> <laughs> because there's something about people that do something like you do with music. Where there, there gets to a point where you can't like and not unlike you but you I think you did very well with it where you're like I can't explain everything
2: yeah 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 that's true there's a lot of stuff you just can't explain you
0: know it's like you, you know let them read let everyone read into it yeah we're just a couple of dudes doing what we do yes
2: that's very true that's very true yeah. <laughs>
0: don't expect me to do the job of a critic uh-huh. with my own shit yep it came out of nowhere and it's magic and that's the end of it yeah yeah, yeah. all right absolutely well thanks for being here Aaron.
2: yeah thank you very much <laughs>
0: Well, there you go. Gene Wien slash Aaron Freeman. I think Aaron Freeman now for the rest of his life. No longer Gene Wien. I hope you enjoyed that. That was our music doubleheader. Uh, That's our shows. Our show. Next week, we will be doing um, three shows. Three completely new shows on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, It's not necessarily going to be a regular thing. It's just that we need to do it right now because I've been talking to a lot of people pow, already did that, light hearted pal uh, what else, go to WTFpod.com for all your WTFpod needs get the app, get some posters gonna be putting up new posters there next week A couple new ones from the Chicago artist uh, also you can you can go to uh, Twitter, I'm, I'm Mark Marin on Twitter I never say that also on Facebook, you can go to the fan page Mark Marin do that thing I'm not, I'm not that active on Facebook I'm tired of Facebook i have tired of it. Anywhere where your parents are, it's not the place for you. Do I still believe that? Am I still that kid? Hey, my mom's here. I'm not going to hang out. My parents are here. That's cool. They're cool parents, but my mom's always writing in all caps here. And I'm, I'm out. I'm out.